With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. A psychic accused of peddling not only lies, but genuine fear. Somerset police say 37-year-old Tracy Milanovic stole more than 70 grand from a woman convinced her 10-year-old daughter was possessed. American officials say President Donald Trump authorized a drone strike at Baghdad International Airport last night that of course killed Iran's top general. The group No Coal, No Gas erected a 16-foot scaffold on the train tracks. Four protesters with signs were on that scaffolding. The structure was erected to block 10,000 tons of West Virginia coal from getting to the Merrimack Generating Station that's in Bow, New Hampshire. Starting on February 1st, U-Haul will begin rejecting job applicants who use nicotine in 21 states, including Pennsylvania and Delaware. The company says it wants to establish a healthy corporate culture. The policy won't impact employees hired before February. Hour number two of VB in the middle on AM680 WRK and a half hour lightning we to talk about that Somerset. Medium. Uh, it's you just, love that story. Yeah, it is my favorite story. It's of the year so far. Hey, we're only like what three days in. Well, I like the Soleimani story for obvious well, reasons. Well, yeah, but, uh, okay. it, local story. Yeah, this is up there. I, I got to say, I haven't. I'm enjoying it. So anyway, we'll talk to uh, Brad Bailey. Mm-hmm. The I don't know. Is Brad like the official attorney for the VB in the middle show? I don't know what. What you prefer to him, but I would say so. He's our legal analyst, yes. and uh, I wanted to ask him a couple of questions about that case because I love that case. That U-Haul story, I don't love. However, the U-Haul one, I'm really intrigued. Well, I bet about. John's even more worked up yeah. about. It that. makes no sense. We'll we'll get into that. We got we got a lot on the table. I by the way, are you an hour from now, Lightning? Mm-hmm. Uh, Lightning asked, "Should we do this on December 23rd?" I said, "No, we're doing it the Friday when I get back." So we're <laughs> yeah. gonna do the sound bites of the year. Yes, sound bites of 2019. It's not the like the most newsy significant. These are our just favorite, funniest. It's fun to things. revisit. These are the ten sound bites that made us chuckle the most during the course of 2019. So we'll do that uh, an hour from now. In the meantime, I want to take some more calls on this. Uh, U.S. I'll read the banner on Fox right now. U.S. to send an additional 3,000 American troops to the Middle East as Iran threatens retaliation. I told you 90% of people in a Kelly financial poll say that Trump did the right thing and mm. taking this guy out. Are you at all concerned about the repercussions that may come as a result of this? One of the things they had to weigh, Lightning, I, that was John groaning back there, but one of the things they had to weigh mm-hmm. in doing this strike is, look, well, let's put it this way. What's the what's the defense of Trump taking this guy out? Because now everybody knows... A, Trump doesn't mess around. B, you don't know what they might, what the U.S. might do. Because nobody was thinking this guy was going down. And boom, not only did they take a shot at him, they obliterated him, and there's nothing left but a ring. So you want to mess with the U.S., this can happen. Now you've got some unpredictability here, right? Well, there's also some unpredictability the other way. So what what is Iran going to do? Are you worried about that? Yeah, I am. I'm I'm actually really infuriated by this decision. And in my view, this takes Trump for me from a C minus president back down to an F. 
because I'm anti-war as a matter of principle, regardless of context. And I'm going to bring in what Senator Rand Paul said here on this, which is very correct. He said, the question today is whether the assassination of Soleimani will expand the war to endanger the lives of every American soldier or diplomat in the Middle East. If we are to go to war with Iran, the Constitution dictates that we declare war. A war without a congressional declaration is a recipe for feckless intermittent interruptions of violence with no clear mission for our soldiers. The closest thing Congress has to an authorization is the NDAA which was used for the 2001-2002 okay. Iraq and Afghanistan war. But this is not a declaration of war. And if there is a declaration they're using of war, they will a, go... They're not. They they're using a 20-year-old document. This is classic Rand Paul. Yeah. Talk loud, say a lot of, wow, quack, you know, really technical stuff, but he's not actually addressing the thing. This isn't an yeah, act of war. If This is why you elect presidents, John. If there is not a, to bypass Congress, though. Yes, you do sometimes. You have to. Did they get a congressional act to take out bin Laden? Well, see. Oh, they didn't. You know why? Because you have an administration whose job it is when the country is facing a threat, they sometimes have to act without Congress's knowledge. Now, you can be upset that Lindsey Graham knew about it and Nancy Pelosi didn't. Fine. Whatever. We've been over this. I, I'll have Trump's back on that. But this isn't an act of war. This is a guy who was planning, and Pompeo was very careful to tell you on the news today, he was planning imminent attacks on United States citizens. As such, they had to act to, to stop that. So the so this, the option is what? We wait till okay. he kills somebody again? He's done it 600 and something times already. So we, we flew into war in 2001 on faulty intel. How do we know whether this intel is any good? Well, How do we know that this isn't just Trump doing what Trump said Obama would do during the Obama administration? He tweeted about six times towards the end of the Obama administration that he thought Barack Obama was going to commit okay, a strike on that's Iran. A, see, what you're doing now is what To get Paul his numbers does. up. That's different than your congressional argument, number one. Number two... Faulty intel on, on in 2001, there was pretty good intel. There were two buildings that went down. You may not like exactly. the response to that, but that happened. Bush's response was someone's going to pay for this. What? They did. that. Whether that was the right response or not can be debated forever. But there was a country that was harboring the people that were responsible for that, that were refusing to cooperate with us, bringing those people to justice. And as such, we acted. You may not like it, but that's what was done there. In this case, as has been the case this is, I think, the fourth major terrorist that Trump has taken out uh, over the last year. You don't need congressional authority for that if there is a, quote, threat. In Pompeo, the secretary of state went on television, two different networks this morning to tell you we had intel, digital intel that said he was planning strikes on U.S. diplomats. You can't just sit there. You can. I understand but someone's going to get hurt. So you, you're trying to invoke the clear and present danger part of the Constitution that allows the president to walk around. This this isn't Hitler knocking on the door of the the uh, the the Lebensraum or whatever in Poland. This is not that serious a situation. This is an escalation to me. It seems like it's out of the blue. Right. I mean, but I don't know how to get through to you, John. It's how is it out of the blue if they have intel that this guy is going to start attacking diplomats next week, the week after, whatever it is. These are the plans. They've seen them. They've heard the conversation. And they know because they were looking at intel that said he was going to attack the embassy. And then they did attack the embassy. And the people that attacked the embassy were writing this guy's name on the wall. So you know the, in, you know the stuff that you're monitoring has proven accurate before. And now your intel says... We're going to start taking, start attacking American soldiers and American diplomats. Okay, yeah. They they could go to Congress. How do you think that would go, though? 
currently. So now you're faced with a choice of do we do nothing and say, what do you want us to do? Or do you kick some ass? He kicks some ass, but he doesn't have to. There's no you don't need congressional authority for this. If indeed there is a war with Iran. Yeah, of course, you're going to need a congressional declaration at some point and a congressional authorization. But that also gets murky depending on what the responses are, et cetera, et yeah. cetera. I, I, I get that he would be showing his cards if he went to Congress with this, in a sense. But here's another way in which, looking at this widescreen, why I don't get why Trump did this. Trump ran on pulling back our troops from this region because a lot of people have thought that's what we need to be doing for so long. Look, How in earth are we going to do this now when we just killed just, the second in command in Iran? We're going to be here forever. That argument I get. But as I said in the first hour, the, the counter to that is which Trump doesn't want to be there. Get it. But things changed. Right. This is the intel that we've got. And they're now attacking us because they think we're weak. So we're going to we're going to start kicking some ass back. I, I just see 2003 all over again. And it seems like my comments have lit up the phones. <laughs> well, yeah, get ready. <laughs> but this is the millennial generation. I got a lot of people on my text line going, oh, my God, kids today. They're unbelievable. When we came in today, suck up Dave, who's in another room doing some stuff for the weekend. He was genuinely worked up. Yeah, thinking that he's going to get drafted into a war with Iran. I don't mean We've got Democrats who are like Pete Buttigieg and also uh, John Delaney has said this from time to time. We've got Democrats in this race who are saying they want mandatory national service. Okay. So if we launch into a, a war in thing, Iran but... and then we elect a Democrat who wants mandatory national service, we could have a draft. It could happen. It's not going to happen. I What I told Suck Up Dave yeah, and what I'll not, tell you, John, is you guys are okay. Suck Up Dave in particular, I think, is okay. But I think... You needn't worry. There is a time and a place for it that kind of worrying. Hyperbolic. It's not now. I'm not it's as not. worked up about this as some other people around me. Like I well, am did not you hear thinking, our guest oh at 1215 Lightning? Huh? That guy's profession is Middle East yes. expert, specifically Iran. And he said, you well, know what? Iran's a lot of bluster, but when they get pushed around, they tend to back down. He's, now, we don't know for sure that that's going to happen. He's a, but he's, he's a council for foreign relations guy. What does the council for foreign relations do if we don't have a war? Of course they want a war. Well, we haven't had one there with Iran ever, right? Like, I mean, I... We kind of, didn't we there do is the There is foreign relations, United? whether there's war or not, John. Do we have foreign relations with Britain? Well, yeah, yeah. Okay, sure. so they're, they're fine. They just sort of study and research and understand the landscape, and he knows it a little better than you or I do. And he's telling you, look, I can't say definitively, but if past is prologue, then they're going to... They're going to do one thing to go, look, we responded, but they're going to back off. We'll see. I don't know. But let's not worry about a draft or going to war until we need to. We took out a guy that's killed Americans, has bragged about killing Americans, and was planning on killing more Americans. I don't know how you don't celebrate that. And, but, you know, the, the whole thing that when, when, when Pompeo went to the Russian foreign minister and said, we are interested in de-escalation, that's BS. You're not interested in de-escalation if you're going to do something like this. International John, news. You keep and, running into the same wall. We're interested in de-escalation as long as you're being a nice guy. When you're planning to kill us, well, then de-escalation's off. It's not a, it's not a no conditions de-escalation. De-escalation as long as you're willing to be a positive participant in the world. He's not. He's storming embassies. He's causing riots. He's killing 1,500 protesters in his own country. He's a bad guy. And he was going to be killing Americans if the intel is to be believed. I understand guardedly, and I get why some people would say... Yeah, I don't believe a word of that. I do, and I do based on what Iran has been doing to the U.S. over the last couple of years. They have been poking constantly just to look good, and I think this was going to continue.
Let's take some calls. Paul's in Milton. Paul, you're next on RKO. Hi, VB. Great, uh, great show. Look at uh, your uh, last guest, uh, John. He's a very knowledgeable guy, but there is a uh, another side to this uh, coin. And basically, it's exactly what President Trump did. I can assure you that the Ayatollah is not going to need any prune juice for the next six months because they don't know what we're going to do next. If well, you recall, they... That's why, Paul, I said earlier, let's say Obama was president. I think what the Ayatollah would know is what Obama would do. They they got comfortable with that administration, and they knew that that administration was going to be hands-off. And so they were doing a lot of bad things because there were no think repercussions to it. Cash. This, think well, of the It's two things, Paul. Cash. It's pallets of cash, and it's red line in the sand. This is why that was such a mistake. When you say there is a red line and then somebody crosses it and you do nothing about it, everything you say after that is taken with a grain of salt because nobody believes you. Well, absolutely. Trump said there was going to be a consequence for attacking the embassy. And the consequence was your number one military guy in your country is now dead. They can believe when Trump says I wouldn't do that if I were you going forward because there was a serious consequence here. He did the right thing. Those Iranian young people over there. They love us. They love the American way. But their hands are tied because of this Ayatollah and all of these uh, crazies that are running the country. Hey, look, Paul, but I la- last, last issue, uh, VB, is, is the oil over there. I mean, uh, we still haven't got paid for all of our commitment. Uh, since, well, that's what uh, Trump said on the Twitter century. today. Yeah, he tweeted that yeah, today. And so, he, that's well, a listen, thing. Keep, keep hammering the message. Great one. No, nah, look, I... There's a, the if thing of my problem with Rand Paul has always been on foreign policy is in Syria, look, Rand Paul's got points. I, I'll give him that. But as a general rule, Paul and his father, too, were both, look, we don't need to be involved anywhere at any time, but the world is complicated, man. And technology has made it such that you can't just say, no, we're not interested. These guys are bad guys doing bad things. And when you leave them unchecked, you know what they do? They do bigger and badder things. They attacked the embassy. What the? What did they think was going to happen? Nothing. You know what they thought was going to happen? They thought they were going to get sanctions, which they don't care because they don't care if their people don't eat or if their people are suffering or whatever. They've proven that they can weather that. So this was a different way to go, which is that, you know what, the guy that, that orchestrated that embassy thing, good night, nighty night. And now they might think twice about doing that next time because do they want his replacement gone? Could happen. Could happen very easily, apparently. 617-266-6860. More calls in a second. It's VB. You're in the middle on RKO. It's VB in the middle. What is it the Godfather said, Lightning? We'll make him an offer. He can't refuse. That is just a horrific impression <laughs> of the first order. And I am so, so sorry that I came to you on that. Waffles isn't here, so I, I'm go. I'm what you got for the Do impression. you want a mulligan? Do you want to try that again? He's got it. Gonna make him an offer he can't refuse, huh? Come that on. That was good. That okay, was good. so There's let no, me hear you no, do it no again. There's no need for me to do it now. There's no need. Now, back to everybody's favorite middleman, VB. The American people should know the President Trump's decision to remove Qasem Soleimani from the battlefield saved American lives. There's no doubt about that. Uh, he was actively plotting in the region to take actions, a big action as he described it, that would have put dozens if not hundreds of American lives at risk. Uh, we know it's, it was imminent, this was an intelligence-based uh, assessment uh, that drove our decision-making process. Now, this is a man who's put an American lives at risk for an awfully long time, and last night was the time that we needed to strike to make sure that this imminent attack 
that he was working actively uh, was disrupted. So that's Mike Pompeo, and that's the crux. You either believe that or you don't. And if you believe it, even like some of that, then is there any discussion that Trump did the right thing? If you think Pompeo's lying there, well, okay, we've got big issues. But you, what do you know I love to look for when I watch people giving these statements, Lightning? I watched Pompeo blinking? saying that. To, he was not, as a matter of fact. <laughs> he was pretty calm. He was pretty collected. He Colin wasn't Powell blink. didn't blink, remember? I See, the thing on Colin Powell is I believe blink. Colin Powell believed what he was saying. It turned out to be, look, there was a pick, there was a caravan of what he said were milk trucks, but that were actually carrying WMDs. It turned out they were carrying milk, apparently. Uh, he believed the intel that he was selling. It turned out some of it was wrong. Look, they, this is not a foreign policy, and especially when you're deciding whether to take someone's life or not, this stuff is complicated, it's murky, and it's never easy. That's why when bin Laden sat, excuse me, when Barack Obama sat in the Situation Room with all of his cabinet secretaries and went around the table and said, what do you think? Should I authorize this strike or not? There were a number of them. I think Hillary was one of them and said no. And I think Biden's was, Biden was, this is above my pay grade. He's the vice president. And he, he offered no thought on it because <laughs> it's above his pay grade. You oh, have to okay. make this decision. And then Biden talked tough after it was done and it went well. But these are complicated. They're hard. What Pompeo was telling you today is that it actually wasn't that complicated. And it's the tone in his voice. If you ever listen to that clip again, Lightning, he says it the first time, sort of like statesmanlike, like I'm giving, I'm reading this to you. But then when he refers back to, look, this obvious, this saved lives. There was an eminent attack. That was him like leveling, I think, with you. Now we'll see. History may judge and we'll find out more facts as things come. But for now, I got to take him at his word that they had reason. You can, how can you counter whether this was an imminent threat or not? You can't currently. And until I've been lied to by him about something like this, I'm going to believe him. Again, I know that the U.S. has a history of fudging, shall we say. I mean, I always go back to Pat Tillman. It's the easiest one. You told us one thing, and it turned out to be quite the other. And Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 
it was so foolish that they did that for a number of reasons. One of which is it causes us all to question this stuff. But I believe Pompeo when he says there was an imminent threat and that this guy was actively working on it. Because from what we've read, we know that they were monitoring him for months. They had been tracking him. And it appears they had intel, very good intel, that they had been gathering on him. And my guess is the embassy attack was it. They said, if that happens, then we know where we're getting this stuff is good. And it did happen. And so then they said, that's it. He's going to have to go. Isn't Pompeo, didn't Pompeo, correct me if I'm wrong on this, didn't Pompeo announce that he's retiring at the end of the year? There had, yeah, but again, I think there's been a lot of scuttlebutt as to whether Pompeo's happy, whether Pompeo's going to run for Senate or not, which is the one that people seem to think. Whether he's being made to lie right now, question mark. Again, all I can go on is what I know. And what I know is that hasn't happened yet. And what I also know is that Iran has been agitating and has been ratcheting up their BS stuff. And so his story, I give it credence because of what I know has happened. That's how I work on it. 617-266-6868. Ronnie's in Boston. Ronnie, you're next on RKO. Hey, what's going on, BB? Um, listen, I'm all for letting your producer get his two cents in worth, but we're up to like his $3.10 worth by now. You know <laughs> what I mean? We get it. We get it. Um, you know, when, when, when Trump ridded the world of the worst, um, most evil terrorist on the earth, he was accused of murdering an innocent, austere religious scholar. And then when our embassy was attacked, it wasn't attacked by terrorists. It was attacked by religious mourners. And now that he's taken out a general that's, that's completely committed to the destruction of Israel, completely committed to the, to the destruction of the West, with one terrorist attack after another under his belt, now Trump is a murderer who should have gone to Congress. You know, VB, if all of these, if all of these uh, targeted killings had happened under President Hillary Clinton, it would be confetti falling and trumpets blaring on every single network but because it's trump doing all this good for the world you know we've got to listen to these arguments oh he's a murderer and he should have gone through congress and pompeo is lying and it's just you know it, and and to to reference your producer also um iran is the fourth reich of our time they're every bit as uh, d- committed to destroying the jewish home state as the third reich was they're every bit as committed to destroying the united states as the third reich was and they're every bit as committed to wiping out religious freedom as the third reich was which is why christians are just becoming extinct in that part of the world you know and the idea of you know you flash back to 1940 whatever and we did a targeted strike on goebbels and you know do you think our media would have said oh boy uh you know our fdr just just murdered somebody and we really should have consulted with congress before we took out here i mean this is these are ridiculous never trump arguments that have just completely clouded basic common sense ronnie you know that uh these people al Baghdadi was the austere religious scholar uh did you see the one last night when soleimani went out he was the revered uh general in iran Yes, the revered respect. I mean, it, it is crazy right. that that keeps happening. It's crazy. Real quick, Ronnie, in my defense, had had Hillary Clinton done the same exact thing, I'd be saying the same exact thing right now because I'm anti-war regardless of who's president. Well, this is why, but that's that's an interesting thing that you brought up because this is why I started at the beginning lightning with, you yeah, know, I what would the last six presidents have done? Right? believes Pompeo. But, <laughs> but what would Hillary have done if she was president? This is why elections matter, right? Like, you do have these things... 
That's why I was like Bush. When Bush left office, he wrote that book called Decision Points. It was the 10 biggest decisions that he had to make. 9-11 was one of them. But, and he sort of explains them. I think every president should have to write these things when they leave office. Because hey, D.B., you know what would have happened if Hillary Clinton was president? About a dozen guys would get hired as pallet builders for all the cash that would be sending over there. That, That's what would happen under President Hillary would, Clinton. Well, you know, and would Iran be a lot closer to a nu- nuclear weapon? One of the things that you saw last night, people were tweeting out, for example— uh, this wouldn't happen with North Korea because North Korea has nukes. Maybe it would, maybe it wouldn't. Different scenario, different set of circumstances. But Iran doesn't have them. And this is one of the reasons why you don't want them having them. Because when their military generals going around causing trouble like this, and we're just going to let that go unchecked, we're going to let them storm embassies, we're going to let them plot to kill diplomats, and we're going to do nothing about it? Well, no, we're going to do something about it. Well, what happens if Iran has nukes? If Iran has nukes, don't you just assume one of them would be flying at Israel right now? I mean, this is why the nuclear deal scared the hell out of everybody. And you say, oh, the the Kerry-Obama defense was, oh, it put it off for years and we're just trying to buy time. This is another way to buy time. You're going to take some of these guys out and let them know that if they don't play right, there's going to be more of these. And unlike in the old days, the 90s, when we sent in a missile and it missed – This one was a direct hit. They sent in four missiles to two cars, two missiles per car. All four of them hit direct on, and the cars were obliterated. Do you remember when Reagan sent in the, uh, you wouldn't, Lightning, because you weren't born, but when Reagan sent in the missiles to to Libya, to Gaddafi, to give him the smarten up, it didn't take him out, but it hit his house that he was in. And guess what he did? He smartened up right quick, because it's something like, you know, there's one thing to get a letter. There's another to have a missile hit the other side of your house when you're in it. You kind of get the message. You would think that people got messages yesterday. We know one of them did because he's gone and all that's left is a ring on part of a finger. So a message was definitely sent. Now, we'll, there are consequences to that. There's no doubt. And we can't know definitively what those are going to be. All you can do is use your best intelligence, your best guesses, your best estimates, and then prepare for them, which is why more troops are going over there. More calls when we come back, Lightning. I was going to talk to Brad Bailey, but i got to put that off because you've done it, John. You've you've stirred him up. So I've we'll take more calls him. when we come back. It's VB. You're in the middle on RKO. Does my ring hurt your finger when you go out at night when I bought it for Charlie Pratt. Yep. Rain jokes. That's old. That's old. I'm telling you, it's old school, but I figured I'd uh, entertain the song a little bit here. Does that ring hurt your finger when you go out at night? Never heard this song in my entire life until today. You're going to play some bad finger and come into the next? Whatever. (laughs) It's more ring than finger, but because there wasn't much of the finger left from what we're told. Pretty bad finger. (laughs) It is a very bad finger. But yeah, look, lightning, whatever ring, finger, anything along those lines you'd like to go to, you do that. General uh, Soleimani's body was identified by the ring that he wore. Uh, They found a part of his finger that had the ring still on it. And they're pretty sure that's the ring lightning. If you look up at Fox business right now, uh, that's, you got it on Fox news. It was in there, but he apparently always wore that thing. And if not for that ring, I don't know how they would know definitive. They would know, but, but like Iranians could still say, he wasn't in that car whatever, but they know. In fact, not only do they know, did you guys see this? And then we'll get back to the calls. Uh, 
the spokesperson for the Iranian military held a presser to announce it, and he broke down on Iranian TV and started bawling. And the guy there with him, I don't know if it's another general or whatever, he turned and they like embraced and they were like, they were bawling on TV. Oh my God. He, he, again, I. Fragile masculinity. I, I don't. I don't know how you would equate it to somebody here, but I, 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 I guess either. it he people keep saying like he was in line to be the next supreme leader, but he's not a cleric, so I don't know how he would have been. But he was as powerful as you could be without being the top dog. I mean, I guess the equivalent would be vice president, but he wasn't that. Yeah, I was just thinking the same. He's like a combination vice president, secretary of state, head of the CIA. Like he's all of that. In one. And he's the guy. Everybody knows he's the guy. And now he's gone. And now he's gone. Well, they, they, he's I the quiet. You ever watch Homeland? You ever watch no. any of those shows, The Americans? But there's always that guy that's like, he's back towards the end of the stage while the other guys are glad in and you're like, but that's the guy you got to watch. Mm. He was that guy. I mean, there's a reason why Hollywood does that because these guys exist. He was the prototype. They'd always be in 24 too. Like, the way 24 worked, Lightning, if you never watched the show, they'd get the bad guy within like the first eight hours, but you're like, the show's 24 hours. Oh, but there was a batter guy who <laughs> was a much quieter, laid low, and was hard to keep an eye on guy that only Jack Bauer could get. It's because of guys like this that they have those characters, and we got one yesterday. And I saw that they reappoint, they, they already moved somebody up into his position, right? Next man up, yeah. but the next man up. That's like if Brady breaks an ankle tomorrow in the first quarter. Stidham goes right in, right? But Stidham's not Brady. Like the, well, From course. what people are there's only one of these guys. We'll see what the next guy is. You know, you always say the devil you know, but no, we knew this devil enough. This devil had to go. Now we'll see what the new one's going to be, and we'll process that information and then act accordingly. 617-266-6868 is the phone number. Uh, Giggs is in Weymouth. Giggs, you're next on RKO. Yes, uh, happy Trump New Year to you. Hey, Giggs. Yeah, Phoebe, I just got three quick points. I, I, they just came out with uh, some facts about Afghanistan. I guess the Taliban has more territory now than, you know, when the war started like 20 years ago. And they found out NATO's like um, funding and uh, feeding them and all this. But Anyway, these forever wars got to stop, and Trump's got to be careful, uh, you know, not to send any more troops over there. Well, he is. Uh, you know that, Giggs. There's 3,000 more going. They announced it today. Yeah, well, but, you know, it sounds like the war machine, you know, the thing Eisenhower warned, warned us about is, is sucking him in, because he can do this to the, these mullahs with the drones, and these Iranian people love us more than the... Saudis and Israeli people. Uh, so, you know, I just, you know, wanted to make a shout out to the Iranian people. And, uh, you know, I hope they don't, you know, get punished for what these crazy mullahs are trying to, you know. Uh... Giggs, it's a complicated world and it's a complicated, complicated state there, Iran. And we'll see what they do and we'll see how they react. And we'll look, I just told you one of the things was the, the spokesperson was on TV bawling because of the general diet. Is he bawling because he genuinely misses a friend? Or is he bawling because he knows he'd better be bawling? Or he might be taken out. You never know in these rogue states and these crazy nations how this stuff goes. Uh, and, you know, 
people are saying you, know, you got to take some of what comes out of Trump's mouth or even Pompeo's mouth with a grain of salt. How about over there? You don't even take it with a grain of salt. You just can't believe any of it because you know unless you do it exactly as they want. You saw it two weeks ago when they killed 1,500 people that were protesting. So that's what you got in that country. That's what you're dealing with. 617-266-6868. Let's go to Swamp Scott. Rick's up there. Rick, you're next on RKO. Hey, how are you, VB? Hey, Rick. Hey, two quick things. <clears throat> First of all, uh, I saw that uh, our esteemed uh, Congressman Seth Moulton uh, tweeted this morning that uh, Trump should go before Congress and lay out his strategy, mm -hmm. to which I responded, um, well, I, th I think if he goes before Congress and lays out a strategy, then you should follow up with a memo to the Mullahs and let them know that right. you're there. Well, that, that is such a good point, Rick. Like, how does this – I mean, I know, yes, he could have called Pelosi and Schumer and said, look, just so you know, this is something we're working on. But do you believe for a second, Rick, this is the problem that you have when you have a divided politic. Do you believe that they would keep that quiet? No, no, of course not. They'd, they'd be right on the phone with the New York Times, and there would be no element of surprise. The guy would be there killing people today. The yeah. other thing is, the other thing is that, 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 that there seems to be this confusion about him needing to go before Congress to do, for a declaration of some kind to mm -hmm. go to Iraq, and we're already at war in Iraq. Yeah. Look, I. So, so, so there's no. We're, we're there under the existing war declaration. Trump's going to speak at five tonight, Rick. How he will be playing a lot of it, I'm sure. And Trump will explain why it is we did what we did and why it is that he made the decision that he did. Now, you may not like it, Rick. I was talking to John during the break. I said, look, there there are systems in place and there are powers that are assigned to people. This is why, you know, we keep using that phrase, elections matter. It's an election year. Well, one of the things that the president does is he appoints judges. Another is... He has to decide sometimes at a moment's notice whether to make a move or not. And that's what happened yesterday. And do you want it to be that instead of that, he has to take this to get Congress's approval to do that? Because if you want that, you're never no one's ever gonna get dead, Rick, except Americans. Right, exactly. And and Israelis. And that's yeah. you know, that's, and that's the underlying theme here is it, it you know, we've got troops over there. Israel has an entire nation over there looking down the barrel, mm -hmm. and we're, and we're not, and we're and and we're not we're just not having that. No, and this I so you know Seth Moulton, you referenced him. He's I think he's got a he's giving a statement in like fifteen minutes from a sidewalk somewhere, whatever. I don't think that guy has two brain cells to rub together. Well, what is, so first of all, Rick, like if I was at that press conference, I'd say, yeah, in the back, VBWRKO. Do you think the world's a better place with this guy gone? I, I would think that a guy that served over there would answer yes to that, but I would be curious. That would be number one. And then number two, Congressman, you you technically ran for president. Do you think if you were president, you would want to have to go get approval from opposition party leaders and make the case to them before you did a strike like this? Because if you do, you're never, you're never hitting anybody. It's a joke. It's a joke, VP. Like the rest of the resistance from the left, it is so illogical and so poorly thought out that it, shooting holes in it like Swiss cheese is just, it's, 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 it's easy. I don't even need a Harvard. Rick, the easy, the easy argument for them I would make if I was them is this. Look, it's, I'll give Warren, I'm not going to give Warren credit, but I'll say her tweet yesterday was a little more reasonable than what Moulton's saying. Warren's tweet was, look, this is a bad guy. And he needed to be dealt with. 
However, or she said, but. Right, I heard that, and, and it was reason. It was a bit more nuanced. It was. And that's what, that's what if I was a Democrat right now, that's what I would be saying, which is like, look, we no one's crying for this guy being dead. However, I'm nervous that this is kick something up that we right. don't want a part of. We all are. And I think if you look at Trump's time in office, he's done nothing but avoid getting us into conflicts and pull us out of ones that were already existing. So the fact that he decided to go for it here tells me there was stuff that the general public does not see that he thought rose to the level that required a response. Yeah, and the way that works, Rick, you know, we get back to the same thing we do every time and Trump makes a decision on anything. If you like Trump and you trust him, then you think good. If you are a never-Trumper, then you don't believe any of it and you don't believe that. You just think Trump did this willy-nilly because he's been impeached and the Senate's going to take that up or because uh, Netanyahu's got problems at home or whatever reason. But you're going to just instinctively say he's wagging the dog. And there isn't going to be much convincing otherwise. I will say this. I am surprised, other than the Rose McGowans of the world, that even uh, Ilan Omar, you saw her tweet lightning? We all know we all know Trump wants war, and if this is the way that Trump wants it, fine. I just wonder if people in Congress will stand up to it. I know I will. I would have expected more Rose McGowan from her than that. So fine. I I feel like the left in the the Democrats have been pretty guarded currently, and I think there's a reason that that tells you how bad a guy this is, and they know it, and so nobody wants to be in the camp of defending Soleimani. And so then that does hamstring you if your goal is to rip Trump because it's like Elizabeth Warren said. But, okay, but before the but is, yeah, but this is a bad guy and we're better off for not having him here. One more on this, Lightning. I'm going to have to push your flash to like 215, 220. You're okay with that. That's fine. I don't (laughs) care. It's Friday. We're talking about Iran. We're talking about Trump. More calls when we come back right here on RKO. VB in the middle. WRKO. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. (gasps) No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.